Hey friends, it's Bill and Danny here with a big announcement. We've launched a Patreon page. For as little as a few dollars per month, you could have access to exclusive content, a chance to win monthly giveaways, an opportunity to join our show, and so much more. It's an incredible way to play a crucial part in the growth of a couple of park hoppers. Head to patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers now and check out the different subscription tiers and what exclusive benefits you'll receive in return. Once again, that's patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Thank you for your support. And, and we'll, we'll see, see you there. there. Hey, my name is Bill. And I'm Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of park hoppers. Halloween Horror Night season is in full swing and we've experienced everything that the event has to offer. From houses to scare zones to entertainment and more, we're giving our reviews on every aspect of HHN 32. Let's hop to it. I love this season. I love this season. And this is a season I didn't get to experience before we moved to Orlando. I know. And we waited so long for this season to come out, too. Remember how long of a wait that was between season three and season four? Oh, you're talking about Stranger Things. Yeah. I was talking about... What season are you talking about? Halloween Horror Night ah, season. I guess okay, it works on... Because that's what this episode's about. <laughs> All right. It works on two levels. This season, we actually, uh, we did wait a long time for, though, for Stranger Things Season 4. I don't know when Stranger Things Season 5 is going to come out, so we're just going to have to... Who knows with that writer's strike. However, however, as we just about hit the record button, there has been a breakthrough. Um, our friend Scott Gustin on Twitter here, who's like... Would you like the me to read Disney it? News guy, Danny? If you wanna, if you have it open, yeah. Yeah, he he uh, tweeted that uh, the WGA we have reached a tentative agreement, and the Writers Guild of America tweeted, and Scott Gustin made sure it got out to the masses. The WGA and AMPTP have reached a tentative agreement. This was made possible by the enduring solidarity of the WGA members and extraordinary support of our union siblings who stood with us for over 146 days. More details coming after contract language is finalized. Huge news. It's huge, huge news. news. The writer's strike looks like it's coming to an end. It's not officially over yet, but it looks like they have reached a tentative deal, which is a, a, an amazing, amazing sign. Um, that means that content is going to be greenlit again, and hopefully... <laughs> We'll get Stranger Things season five sooner rather than later. Yeah. And um, I just want to say, like, one of the things is we've done our best to do what we can to support. And, um, you know, we are very excited to be able to support all of those who are going to be able to work again and create amazing content that we love yeah. and get to enjoy like Stranger Things for. Yep. And some other IP that we got to see um, this year. But I'm so excited to get into this. But again, we are so excited about Stranger Things before, or not Stranger Things, Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, before we moved here, I'd only gone one time. And if you've listened to us before, you know 
that it was a it was nightmare fuel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We've gone over it in, we've gone over it in previous episodes. It was way too many steps in one day and it was just pain at why, the end why of the was night. it too many steps because we did universal islands of adventure universal studios uh-huh. earlier in that day open to close open to close <laughs> and then did a full evening of halloween horror Nights. open but, to close but like i said we've done we've gone into this before we're not going to dive into it now but that um, was my first experience and then once we went back once yeah. we moved here we have always uh the past couple of years invested in getting a uh, basically a multi-night pass right now, one year we did the top one, right? We did. No, 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 no. We've always done the frequent fear pass. I think the very first year we got the very top one and then found out we weren't going. Did we? I think so. Hmm. Because I think that we were like, oh, yeah, we'll ha- we'll find days to go on like Saturdays. And then we found that because we work full-time jobs and we usually work, you know, over the weekends, we just weren't making it there as much as Plus it how was busy w- the weekends generally are. Yeah. Fridays and Saturdays are usually... Crazy at Halloween Horror Nights. I think we maybe went one time, and then the next year we were like, you know what? This is, we didn't make it there enough. But we love Halloween Horror Nights, and we've gotten to experience everything that Halloween Horror Nights has to offer so far this year. So we are coming to you with our honest, very excited, and just heartfelt reviews. So you guys can, if you can't make it here, you get to experience it through us. And, uh, you know, if you are going to kind of get a little peek and see what we thought about it so you guys can kind of see if you agree with us. Before we jump in, if you don't know who we are, we are a couple of park hoppers. My name is Bill. My name is Danny. And we are just so excited to be talking about this. And we are so excited to be back on your airwaves. I know it's been a little bit since we did an episode, but let me tell you a little bit of what was going on. What happened? I went on a bachelor party cruise, and then I came home, and I got sick for about a week, and then Danny got sick for about a week. That's what he brought home <laughs> for me from the cruise. He was like, hey, honey, I brought you this. Yeah. A cold. <laughs> and then, so we were recovering, like barely doing anything in the parks, anything like that. Um, and then Danny's family was here for about a week up until a few days ago, so... It's just been nonstop either being out of commission or busy, busy, busy. Yeah. And I joke that he brought me home a cold, but you know, when you live I with d- so- I did. when you live with somebody, you just share things, inclu- yep. <laughs> including, including colds. Including colds. Including colds. Um, I also want to say uh, there were there was a little bit of time there where neither of us had a voice. Right. There was a couple of days after I got sick that I literally had zero voice. And you can't really do a podcast without a voice. Just to let you know. Yeah. There's no such thing as like miming podcasts. I was also working. So both of us were taught. Well, both of us were working, but we were both talking for about eight hours a day. Right. And we would come home and just be like, we're not supposed to be talking. So uh, we are so excited to be back. Uh, We are working on basically finding like a better making sure we have a a good schedule coming up so you guys get regular content from us more reliable <clears throat> we have a lot of things in the works we yeah. also had some things in the works that are currently on hold due to different things but will come in the future can we real quick can we touch on the thing that happened a couple days ago, or the thing we found out about yesterday morning real quick uh, sure. Can we touch on that? Yeah. Because it's, it's bothering me, and I want everybody to kind of know if if we do kind of slow down on the the YouTube stuff for a little oh, bit. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought um, you were talking about something else. So <laughs> out of nowhere, YouTube sent us an email saying that your channel has been demonetized, and we were like, what the heck? 
Yeah. We had no idea why, how it happened. We never got any warnings, anything like that. YouTube just went ahead and sent us an email and said, you've been demonetized and here's why. But it was the most vague explanation ever. It didn't give us specific examples of anything that we did wrong. It just said this overarching reason and it didn't give us any specific examples. We are in the middle of an appeal right now. And we will let you know as soon as that appeal process is done, but it may be a couple of months. So we may slow down a little bit on the YouTube content um, because, honestly, it's not worth doing at the moment with the way that things are kind of looking at the at this very second, you know? Yeah, and so, so you, we're going to be kind of focusing a little bit more on other things, podcast, TikTok especially, we love TikTok. TikTok yeah. is so much fun. Um, but YouTube may kind of, we may pump the brakes on YouTube a little bit until this appeal process is finalized. So also, we don't have a lot of confidence in the appeal process. Correct. Uh, from what we've seen, it's very robotic and AI Correct. run. And so if that happens, um, we would be able to reapply for that closer to the end of the year. Right. We'll still be uploading content and Here working and on that. Yeah. But um, we are we're kind of re-evaluating how we share our content and how we approach different events and things that we go to. Um, we've got a lot of things, really fun things lined up for you guys in in October and November, December, and on. Uh, lots of really cool opportunities we're going to have in the near future. Lots of fun things that we've been invited to. Um, so stay tuned for all that. But I just wanted to kind of give you a heads up if you do see a little bit of a slowdown in... You probably have noticed it already. YouTube uploads. That's why. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's one of those things um, that when you have full-time jobs, when you are a real-life couple that wants to spend your free time together doing quality time things whether it's date nights or going to the movies or doing those kind of things. And you're spending the, those times going out and creating content and spending hours editing different things, uh, you know, and separating things for different platforms. Uh, it, Correct. Yeah. It can be very, very disheartening. Especially going out and doing things where we're shooting double. Yeah. Because obviously horizontal, vertical, YouTube. Right. Um, it's just very disheartening to have that happen. But I will tell you, it's not going to keep us down. It's oh, God, just, no. It, no, 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 no. But I do want to let you guys know, it, it is kind of like a, I don't know, a, a kick in the pants. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a swift kick in the jimmies. But um, the thing is, something like this, we know that long term, we'll figure out exactly what's going on with YouTube and why. And if we have to change different things in the way that, you know, Things change all the time. So like their terms and agreements and what they're looking for and how they have different rules. Those kind of things change all the time. So even if you're not breaking any rules, if AI is... Yeah. AI and robots run the world and it's a really scary place when you think about it. Yeah. It's just... It said it was basically through our... Um, searches which i can't imagine there's like some guy scrolling every channel on youtube like demonetizing everything through that or um automated uh software or something that we've detected something that we decided to demonetize your channel and we have gone above and beyond to 
not use a ton of copyrighted material like music in our podcasts and our especially our YouTube videos. Our podcasts are, are whatever because they're always unlisted just for you guys and on Patreon. But we never post copyrighted music on our YouTube videos that we're monetizing. Uh, anytime we use images or a clip of something, we always properly credit it. So we have no idea why this happened, nor do they, apparently, because there wasn't any specific examples that they sent us. And none of our videos say anything. Right. And there's no warnings on any of the videos. So we're going through this process right now. It's a gigantic pain in the ass, and I'm not happy about it. But just wanted to kind of give you a heads up. If we, if you do see a little bit of a slowdown with the YouTube content, that's why. Yeah. Um, and... The thing is, the reality of a content creator is that thing is uh, things are always changing. Um, and so <coughs> we do want to make sure that we have kind of an equal right. balance. And so we're we're figuring that out as we continue to grow because we're happy with the growth that we've had and we want to continue growing. <laughs> so um, but for those of you who uh, don't know anything about YouTube, I want to compare it to if you buy something off of a website. And the website has no way to reach them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's Can what we just ask somebody what exactly that's we did what wrong? That's what it's like trying to figure out exactly what happened on YouTube. Because the only yeah. thing you can do was we were able to record a video and... Basically, I had to like plead our case. Yeah. There's no way to talk to anybody. Yeah. So it's it's just not fun. And But again, this is just a minor speed bump. It's very frustrating, but in the long-term goals and life of our channel and yep. and our platforms, I believe that this is something that, uh, you know, in a couple of months or hopefully sooner rather than later, we'll be, we'll be able to say, yeah. hey, guess what? We got through that and we are, we're, we're going to make sure that from here on out, the things that uh, that YouTube updates, that we are looking through them, we are looking through the terms and conditions. <laughs> right, exactly. So, um, and again, we're not saying we did anything wrong, but, you know, we're... We don't know <laughs> what we did wrong. Yeah, we're going to make sure that <laughs> if uh, anything at they all. can never even allude to anything going Correct. on. So, again, very frustrating. We think it was a mistake, but I digress. All right, so we are in... The episode now. So let's go back to Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. Back to Universal. So this episode is a long time coming. We finally were able to get through all 10 houses, all five scare zones. We sat through iteration number three of their uh, nighttime show at Halloween Horror Nights. And we're going to kind of go over everything real quick with you guys. We're going to rate or we're going to read the description of each house Kind of discuss it a little bit, and then we're going to give our score out of 10. And no, we're not doing even numbers. We're doing uh, decimals. Should um, we? What do we want to talk about first? Do we want to talk? Go, do we want to do <clears throat> houses first, or should we do? Let's, yeah, let's, let's do houses first. Okay. Let's perfect. do houses first. Uh, we don't have to do it in order, but we can do houses first. All right. So let's dive in to our 10. Halloween Horror Nights houses. Whoops, that's the wrong slide there. There we go. Where where did it go? There it is, right there. There's our 10 
Halloween Horror Nights houses that we have at Halloween Horror Nights 32. For those of you watching on Patreon, patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Go ahead and subscribe for as little as $3 a month. You really, really, really help us out. All right, so let's dive into, you want to do the non-IP houses No, first? I know or exactly wanna... what I want to start with. All right, go for it. I would like to start <laughs> with not the first house on our list. Okay. Chucky, ultimate <laughs> kill count. Chucky. Chucky's back. Come here, toots. <laughs> Chucky's <laughs> back for even more carnage. Chucky, the serial killer doll, is back for new, a new gore fest. He's hijacked his own haunted house with all kinds of bloody hijinks. You and your friends must try to survive his ultimate kill count. So I want to start this first. I, I picked this house first because Chucky has taken over our lives. And luckily not in a murderous way. Yeah, right. Way. Not in a murderous way. <laughs> <laughs> so when we first heard that Chucky was going to be one of the houses, I told Bill I'd never seen the Chucky movies, any of them. And so we started watching all of them. Yes. We watched Child's Play 1, Child's Play 2, <laughs> Child's Play 3. Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, uh, Cult of Chucky, Curse of Chucky. And have started the and show. have started the show on Peacock. And it is fantastic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's I, so great. I am just, like, obsessed with Chucky. But we had, like, I, I love this. Yeah. This, like, whole Chucky thing. So, first off, when we went through the house, can, can I say what we were met with at the very beginning? Yeah. The first thing you're met with is a Chucky animatronic doll. Like a literal Chucky just right there talking to you, like eyes blinking, mouth moving. Um, I was very excited to see him talking and hearing the actual voice of Chucky, which is so cool. Um, I'm going to mute that or I'm going to bleep this on our podcast, but I'm not going to bleep it for you Patreons. I I just I pictured him just going, don't with the Chuck. (laughs) I love it so much. It is so much fun. Um, but I, when, as soon as I saw him, I feel like I acted like I saw a puppy. I was like, oh, my gosh, he's so cute. Um, but this house is so cool because I wasn't sure if we were going to be walking into people like dressed as Chucky. Yeah, that would have been weird. It's like but, the figment meeting green. But like, be- why is he so big? <laughs> <laughs> um, which we we still need to do. No, we don't. <laughs> I want to do it. Okay. Um, but what I was going to say was that uh, the cool part about this was, without giving too much away, there were a lot of Chucky, basically like puppets, yeah, that were uh, pretty well hidden. Like the puppeteers were dressed all in black i I didn't notice them i saw all of them personally so one of the reasons that um or one of the things i wish i had seen more of was i wanted more of a another chucky animatronic the fact that you got to see it for like a couple seconds while you were walking by at the beginning and then the rest were like screens and puppets yeah i wish there had been like one more at the end or something right yeah beginning and end close it out chucky sandwich um (laughs) that sounds weird (laughs) but uh I I personally gave this house an 8.5 out of 10 because I thought it was one of the reasons that you come to Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. Because the caliber of the houses is so high. Um, I mean, what other places can you go and get like an animatronic 
of a like a well loved legendary killer doll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like for anything, like an animatronic in an, in a haunted house. And I think it was I'm pretty sure it was an animatronic. It, the first one definitely was, for sure. Um and so the only reason I gave it less than that was because I wish there had been more animatronics and then because I could see all the puppeteers. Um, but I also have worked in haunted houses and kind of look for those details. Yeah. Personally. Um, I gotta like to lose myself at the moment. I try not to look for those things. See, it's so funny because you and I are so opposite in some of the other things where you're like, oh, I know how this was done. In, well, like, I noticed how things were done. In, a yeah. different sh- in different shows where like with different, with other things, I lose myself in the moment. So it's just interesting, our yeah. difference. But I gave this an 8.5. What about you? I'm going to give it a solid 8. Um, I really liked the fact that Chucky was there. Like Nanny said, the animatronic was awesome. The puppets were fun. But there was like zero story in this house whatsoever. I couldn't figure out what was going on. And it was called uh, Ultimate Kill Count. And there was just like people popping out of nowhere that were all bloody. But it didn't really have any flow to it. And then there was like this weird middle part that was like nothing that I thought was the end of the house. And then we went back in because it was in the um, the Fast and the Furious building. And that was, it was like that for the house last year that was the Blum house. Yeah, the Blum house. Yeah. Uh, but that one was bad. Um, um, but I, I would say just a, just a solid eight because I love that the, the idea of little Chucky's running around. But the fact that there was just no flow and no story, and I didn't really un- understand like what the kill count part was, and it, was there like a count at the end because I didn't notice it. Um, I think it was just a creative way to say that he's yeah, a murdery doll, <laughs> right? So th- there really wasn't any sort of flow to it whatsoever. So the fact that I I, I got to see Chucky in person and like living, breathing Chucky. Um, Bump the score up a little bit, but I'll give it an eight. I also have to say that I love Chucky, uh, but I don't know if I would bring home a popcorn bucket. (laughs) (laughs) You have this awesome popcorn bucket. Or maybe I would. I'm not sure. (laughs) That when you say, hey, Chucky, and he'll like blink his eyes and say things, or his his eyes will turn bright red in the popcorn bucket. It's so cool. Um, Also, I do want to mention that we also watched the brand new uh, Chucky off of Peacock. Yeah, that's, they what, redid that's what we said. Yeah. Oh, I, I, oh, the movie, you mean? The, 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 the new one. The one with Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, the yeah, new yeah, one. yeah. So there's more Chucky. Yeah, we missed than, that one. <laughs> there's, more, there's more Chucky than you there's would ever so much think. Chucky. And I actually feel like I can't get enough. So that's why I wanted to kick off with this, just so we could talk about the fact that we watched yeah. so much of it. One really cool touch, too, is that uh, in the cult and curse movies, the main character is actually played by Brad Dorif's daughter, the guy who plays Chucky. Huh. So that's pretty cool. Also, it's like a family legacy. Luke Skywalker is the voice of Chucky in the it, new piece. Yeah, right. yeah. Mark Hamill is the voice of Chucky. It sounds weird when Brad Dorif's not doing Chucky. But but, al- but also at the end we were like, wait, what? Yeah. All right. So if you want to go to the next house, let's do it. Let's go to Universal Monsters Unmasked. Four Universal Monsters, one new nightmare. Descend into the Paris catacombs where you and your squad will face a new horde of monsters. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the Phantom of the Opera, and the Hunchback of Notre Dame, and the Invisible Man. Um, I didn't really understand what was going on in this house. It was basically you go into the, cat- the catacombs in Paris um, and you just discover... These monsters, like I said, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, Phantom of the Opera, Hunchback, and Invisible Man, and they're just 
ripping people apart and killing people and it's just it's a gory mess. There's one scene in this house that like I totally was like, whoa, ew, God, ew, gross. There was one scene where this woman was lying face down on a table, and there was a guy who reached into her back, pulled her spine out of her back, but like the top half of the woman was real. Like it was a real, like a scare actor. And so it wasn't like one of those things where you see like gore happening to like a dummy. Yeah. It was like the girl was like, ah, and it was like, oh, that was so gross. Yeah. I, I mean, it's funny that you had that reaction because I didn't even notice that her spine. Oh, really? When I walked by, because I've worked in haunted houses in the past, I was like, man, she's got a good spot because she gets to chill and like lie down the entire like dirt while she's there. Yeah. Which so many people just have to be like be on their feet and walking back and forth and back and forth right. and back and forth. And I, I was that was my first thought. I was like, oh, hey, it's a real person. That's a good spot to be in was my first thought. Throughout this house, there was like this young girl narrator that I didn't. I it, it, the voice is just so ingrained in my head now where it's like she's just screaming out extra extra that was a girl I think or a young boy I think it was a young boy the same difference really <laughs> the voice you can never tell young boys and girls differences I thought it was like a little boy but it was like extra extra weed all about it yeah I thought I was in the the Seen in uh, Spaceship Earth, yeah. Where the kids facing the door, but it, they were yelling about uh, how the the catacombs have been uncovered, and uh, the museum workers have gone missing. There was the first night we went through this house, we actually got stopped right before what seems to be like the scare in the house, because there was some sort of technical issue, and. I was trying not to pay attention to it, but curiosity got to me after but about five minutes <laughs> um, because you had just like those little drapes hanging in front of you so you could kind of see through them. And there's a really cool scare at the end where it looks like the monster is going to fall on you, uh, but he's just kind of suspended there. Um, he's on like a bungee system. Yeah. So basically, if you're watching on Patreon, like he's he's up here. And then, like, here's the edge. Yeah. And the bungee is, is attached on his back. Right. So he kind of, like, does this and gets bounced back. Does yeah, this. he, like, f- looks like he's going to fall on you and then And you're walking underneath him. Right. So. So that was, that was a really, really cool effect. I, just, I wish I had seen that without seeing what was happening while they were fixing and we, it. And we get things ha- yeah, like happen. Totally. We just got stopped for quite a while. <laughs> totally. But I, I another, another house that I didn't really understand the story Um. The monsters were cool. That one uh, thing that I was talking about with the spine, that was really awesome. But it doesn't really bring up the grade for the house for me that much. So I'm going to go with a six and a half. So um, I definitely meant to put something different on here. Um, I went through, we went through this house twice. And I think this house deserves a six. It's kind of like your basic like classic monsters house but one thing i don't love about this particular like iteration of the house is that every monster looks so disfigured it's hard to like realize who they are right yeah and for me i want it if i'm like walking through a house and i have to be like going quickly like there's people who are like you know so if you stop for anything like there are 
team members who are like, come on, like you got to keep going, um, which is fine. They have to keep things moving, but you want things to be recognizable immediately. Correct. Um, Especially with iconic characters like that. Yeah. And so I went through the first time and I was like, it was fine. And then I went through a second time and I was like, that was still fine. And I want to come out being like, you know, having that same reaction that I did in the Chucky house or in some of the other houses that we went through. So I'm going to give that a six. All right. Moving on to The Last of Us. Step into the world of The Last of Us. You and your squad will encounter the haunting and overgrown world of the video game in a brand new terrifying way. Stay silent if you want to survive a multitude of clickers, hunters, and more. Now, I'm going to preface this with I've never seen the show. And I've never played the game. Right. And I know the house is based on the game. And uh, it was a really cool house. There was a lot of great scares. Um, I kind of understand what was going on. It's sort of like a Walking Dead almost, but with different types of monsters rather than just like disease-ridden zombies. Right. Um, The house itself was awesome. Um, I didn't really understand what was happening. I don't know any of the characters or anything like that, but there was definitely some solid jump scares and the sets were really cool. Um, so that's really all I have to say about The Last of Us. So I'm going to give it a solid seven. I actually gave it the same score. Um, I did feel like I was in a video game, but meaning, uh, the reason I feel like that is because it felt like everybody we came across was a, what is it? A NPC, like a non-player character in a video game. Like somebody would pop up and be like, hey, come with me, and then, like, retreat back to their scare spot. (laughs) Hey, come with me. And, like, I just imagine that a non-player character... That way! Go that way! That way! (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And um, it was gross, but in a fun, spooky way. Like, there was this bathroom that you walk through that, for some reason, it makes me feel like going into a public park that hasn't had good upkeep. (laughs) Like, gross doors knocked off just like a nightmare to go to the bathroom in mm-hmm. which i know wasn't the point you don't have to go to the bathroom in the haunted house but it looked really nasty and that was scary in itself yeah. um but yeah for two people who have never watched the show never played the video game i definitely got the vibe and i definitely felt like it translated that it was from a video game because they actually based it off of the video game, not the show, is right. what I understood. Yeah, there was a PlayStation logo on The Last of Us uh, poster that they used for Horror Night. So it was very much so based on the video game, which I've never played. Yeah. So um, across the board, we both gave that a seven. Um, all right. So next, let's go ahead and go with... Uh, Blood Moon, Dark Offerings. Oh, we're bouncing around? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Bleed <clears throat> for the Blood Moon in a colonial-era village. Moon worshippers witness a Blood Moon at their fall festival. They take it as a sign to hunt down any non-followers, including you and your scre- Scream Squad. Hey, that's what my shirt says. Scream said. Squad. It's a Scream Squad on it. <laughs> nice. They love to use that. <laughs> they do. They do. So... um. I think this house was like walking through an expensive spirit Halloween store, which is not a compliment. If I feel like I can spend a bunch of money at spirit Halloween and come up with a similar house, then you didn't do your job right. 
that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> okay. Um, Do you have a score? Yeah. I gave this a 2.9. 2. <laughs> 2. And I was wow. being generous. 2.9 for Blood Moon Dark Offerings. So judging from a couple of videos that we watched, this house was actually designed by the same people who did the... Uh, Dead Man's Pier last year, which, which was, was the honestly house. the best house they had last year. Yeah, y'all go on vacation? What happened? Um, I think it was in the same soundstage. They had a lot of very similar set elements, which I thought were really cool. But maybe it was just the one time I've been through this. I'd have to go through it again. But I could see every single jump scare that was happening way in yeah, front of we me. Yeah, we had zero scares. I that. didn't get scared whatsoever in this house. It was gory. It was gross. Um, there was, like I said, really cool set pieces. There was a two-story uh, set involved with this house. Um, so that was really cool. And that's the only reason why I didn't give it something as low as Danny's. Um, I will definitely go through it again, give it another chance, just because you have to go through these houses multiple times to get a different experience. Sometimes you'll see everything. Sometimes it'll happen to you. Um, you you got to give it more than one shot. But for my first one and only run through this house, I'm going to give it a four. Yeah, this was, uh, again, we're going to go through it again and maybe I'll feel differently, but my first like reaction was definitely Spirit Halloween like invested money in this house. And that's universal. Most of their houses are of much, much higher caliber. So, yeah, 2.9 for me. <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's go to Dueling Dragons. Choose thy fate. No matter who you choose, you lose. Two warlocks of great power were formed into dragons after trying to take Merlin's spellbook. Now you and your friends are caught in their epic battle. You must choose a path and a victor. Um, Dueling Dragons was a ride at Islands of Adventure. For a very long time, they were battling roller coasters. It is, or was, where Hagrid's magical creatures motorbike adventure now sits. And uh, <coughs> excuse me, it was a very, very cool ride. There was a red side, like a fire side, and a blue side, which was the ice side. And they literally crossed paths at one point, and it was such a cool concept. A lot of people were very excited when they decided that they were going to do a Dueling Dragons house this year at Halloween Horror Nights. And I found this house pretty underwhelming, personally. The set design was really cool. The characters were interesting looking. I had only been on Dueling Dragons once, so I don't really remember what that queue was like. Um, and so I, it, it's not like I'm not like a, this universal diehard who's like, you oh, know, Dueling Dragons is the greatest ride ever, and the queue was amazing. Well, I, I, I don't remember it that well. So if the queue was anything like this ride, then I'm sure that you will score it higher than me. But I didn't really quite enjoy what we saw in there because the only time you really saw the dragons was the very end. And you saw the fire dragon and the ice dragon, and then you choose, which is actually really cool. It's like a choose-your-adventure type of thing. There's two ways you can go. You can go the fire side or the ice side, but then there's really nothing after that. You, you pick one side, and then there's like one quick room, and then you're outside. So I found it kind of underwhelming, and so for that reason, I'm out. 
I mean, no, it's, <laughs> not, it's not Shark Tank. Oh, come um, on, Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, 6.0 for me. Would you? No. Mr. Cuban? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Robert. I'm just out on everything. <laughs> but you smile when you say I don't think I've it. ever seen Robert, like, do anything. I, I definitely have. We we like watching Shark Tank. He, I think in he goes in on tell. deals like 2% of the time. Well, here's the thing. I uh, gave this house a 5.0, uh, just a 5, because I think this was the equivalent of creating a house based on a mid-ride so like Dueling Dragons, I know that the idea behind it was it was supposed to go at the same time and then there were issues. When I when we went on it, it was nothing but just like a basic roller coaster before it closed. Um, nothing really memorable, fun, you know, as any coaster is, but nothing special about it. So the only thing I can compare it to is like I'm trying to think of a ride that ha- or a, an attraction that is closed. Um What's an attraction that has closed in the past? I mean, aside from that one. I'm, I was trying to think of one at like Disney that has closed. It's kind of like building a ride based off Mr. of... Mr. Toad's Wild Ride? Not even... I mean, not Great even movie that. movie ride? No, because that's loved. I'm talking about a ride that... Oh, that, that was disliked? No, not... But just like, oh, it closed. Oh, I, I don't know. Um, Maybe like... Body Wars. <laughs> I even feel like that's more love. But yes, I... Li- I, I, <sighs> I don't know I, what you're getting at, but okay. Um, so it would kind of be like <laughs> the equivalent of building um, building a ride based off of like... Uh, I don't even know if... If just a mid-level ride that everybody was like, oh, okay, closed. Maelstrom. That's a great one. That's... Yeah, so I, yes. If you created a haunted house based off of that... Only people who really miss it and really loved that are going to be or hype Norwegians. about that. Well, <laughs> nobody's really going to like. So it has to be people who are like really into like the classics or yeah. like things that, you know, used to be. Right. And also it wasn't a roller coaster. So it didn't really it was just kind of like a a love letter to a ride that had to be changed for what it was at the heart of it and then closed. Right. So I also think that the like the way that people looked was kind of like goofy. A little bit of the like it it was more of like a Game of Thrones kind of a, yeah, a look. So some people were saying that the the scare actors kind of look like the Nightwalkers from Game of Thrones, which I've also never seen, but I know what they look like. Um yeah, it just wasn't anything like I expected. I thought more dueling dragons would be inside the house uh, but you didn't really see anything until the very end and they weren't even really moving they were just kind of breathing fire yeah like the uh dragon from um not escape from green gods what's the other one the uh, forbidden journey yeah so i i agree with bill i wish that if you were going to do dueling dragons you would have had more of a dragon versus dragon kind of a vibe right not a random versus random versus a vibe so <laughs> yeah so yeah that was Mid. It was mid, just like the roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on to Yeti Campground Kills. You want me to read this one? Yeti or not, here they come. I guess You can't hide. Uh, You and your friends are about to venture into a 1950s campground overrun by huge, menacing Yetis who rip apart anyone who gets in their way. You must flee to the ranger tower to escape. So I liked this one. I gave this one a 7.5. 
I think it was exactly what you want out of a scare house that's kind of like an original idea. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun scares. The Yetis are so ridiculous and fluffy looking. <laughs> right. But they're also super scary. And then everything that you walk through, like, it looks very like, uh, just basically like a something camp. horrible happened here. Yeah. And it's like a horror movie. It's like watching an old school, like, campground horror film it's like watching a one of the episodes of goosebumps back in the day where it's like it's not super scary or like spooky but it's like oh that, yeah that was yeah you know what vibes that it was gave a monster me? do you remember um there was a season of american horror story where they were all at camp and people were being murdered it kind of gave me that vibe of like... 1984? 1984, yeah. yeah. It kind of gave that vibe a lot, which I love. I kind of love that like just, I don't know, just old school horror movie. Just, yeah. you know, that doesn't have anything to do with like technology. There's no phones. Like there's just people camping and being murdered. <laughs> and I think yeah. it's it's just... What you want out of an original house. It, it gave me everything I wanted and some pretty great scares. Yeah. See, I never really got scared in this house. And and that kind of disappointed me because I was really looking forward to this one. I had heard from team member previews that this was one of the best houses. And again, I'm going to go through it and I will maybe rescore it uh, after I go through it again. Um, I'm still going to give it a solid score, though. I loved the set design. I loved the tents. I loved the camp ground setting felt like you were in a campground yeah you really did because it was so vast and the sets were big and physical sets and there was lots of yetis popping out at you but it definitely wasn't my favorite house but it was still a pretty good house so i'm gonna give it a solid 7.0 i also want to know when y'all were hiring for for scare actors were y'all like, could we get people who are eight feet tall to play Seriously, these Seriously, though. There was like NBA players in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. All retired NBA yeah. players, please. Well, they're looking for work, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So we're going to go on to the next one. The Darkest Deal. Yeah. Fame is fleeting. Fear is forever. Blues musician Pine Straw Spruce will have to face the music after meeting the collector and trading his soul for musical glory. You and your squad learn the terrible price of fame. This house is really cool. I love this house. It, in, as far as my rankings go, this is actually my second favorite house. This is dropped my pen. Sorry. Um, it was <laughs> so cool. Like it was like this jazz musician or blues musician. Again, Pine Straw Spruce is his name. Interesting name. Uh, but he kind of gets possessed by the collector and trades his soul for musical glory and all throughout the house he's getting progressively more and more in trouble and he's like stuck in the wall he's getting gored he's getting possessed while he's on stage singing like it was a really 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 cool story for a non-ip house and i'll tell you guys and it might have just been that one time just because i could not see the outside. So the final part of this house is like <laughs> a hallway where the exit is on the right. And generally when you see, you can see where the exit is because you can see like the outside or like one of the security guards that's standing outside. You know the exit is coming. But I don't know what they did with this house, but they the the curtain that was hanging over was so perfectly hung 
that I could not tell the exit was on the right, so I kept walking straight. And I, when I tell you this MF jumped out at me, like, I literally almost fell down on my butt. Like, I was walking straight into a scare. It wasn't on my side. I walked straight into it. And this dude popped out and scared the ever-living hell out of me. So much so that my heart rate after that remained 120 plus for about 10 minutes. It scared me so Did bad. It, really? it was literally the most, uh, the biggest jump scare I've ever had in Halloween Horror Nights. And for that reason, I ranked it as my second favorite house with a 9.0. <clears throat> See, I felt differently about this house. I gave it a 7.2. A reason for that was because when I went through the house, I kind of got the story. Um, not until after we left and somebody was like, oh, this was what the house was about. I was like, oh, I guess I could see that. Um, also, the scare at the end was not intentional. Bill walked, basically walked into to that scare actor's house. And before he walked into that. And the he threw me out of his house. <laughs> and like literally before he walked into his little scare cave. I feel like the scare actor was like, oh, he's about to be backstage. I can't be the only one that's done that. Okay, so here's the thing. The the thing he walked into was like straightforward, which looks like it should be the exit. The exit is actually to the right. So right before Bill like was about to hit that, you know, walk in or through the exit is what we thought. The scare actor popped out and met him like... Straight at me. Like, don't come into my house. And I like did the whole like matrix thing where I was like bent backwards, like limbo. And I was like, (laughs) so what I'm saying is I feel like it was like the perfect set of conditions to give you a scare because it was tremendous. I also don't think, I think that a scare area looks like the exit and I don't think that's intentional. Yeah. And yeah, I think it blends in really well. Um, so but I did think that the rest of the house was kind of, it was fun. I felt like it gave me like the weekend vibes, but not as cool. Okay. And I personally want a Lady Gaga house. Give, Ooh, give me a meat dress let's room. Let's do that for next year. Listen to me. Give me a meat dress room. A meat dress room? Give me a room. That sounds stinky. That is an entire disco ball. Give me a room where Lady Gaga is in that giant egg. Give me what a about room. a monster's ball? I was going to say, give me a room <laughs> filled with little monsters. <laughs> give me a Lady Gaga room. Okay? Let's do it. That's, but I, I did think it was a good house. I just yeah, wasn't. Yeah, I loved it. It wasn't close to one of my favorites. I really liked the story. I really liked the set. And uh, that scare literally made me almost pee my pants. So, <laughs> um, darkest deal. Solid house. Loved but, it. Um, I mean, if I was giving points for watching you get the... The the soul scared out of oh, you. Oh yeah, no, he stole I my would. soul. Yeah, my soul is in that house, and what, it will never leave. What was funny is you were holding my hand, and you turned around to talk to me and somebody behind me. So when you turned around, is when the scare actor was in your face. Oh, he was in my face. He or she, whatever, whoever, whatever. Like it was. You did. You killed it, man. But uh, you almost killed him. <laughs> Seriously, I've never been more scared in my entire life at Halloween Horror Nights. It was amazing watching it happen in real time. So we've got three more houses we're going to touch on. And uh, these ones are up there or are our favorites. Uh, We are going to touch on the Exorcist Believer. Now, when we went through this house, 
we we knew that it was called The Exorcist Believer, and we do know that The Exorcist Believer is a film that is coming out in early October. So this movie is not out yet. We we don't know the plot. We don't know the characters. If it's like a shot-for-shot remake of The Exorcist, we have no idea. But going through this, we, we knew that ahead of time. So it's An Evil Reawakened. Two missing girls have been found with no memory of what happened to them. But wherever they went, the ultimate evil has returned with them. Enter the most terrifying scenes from the new Blumhouse film, The Exorcist Believer. So, <clears throat> first off, Exorcist comes out October 6th. Okay. Um, and I'll, I th- I'll be going to see it. Uh, I want to say that they had to push it back because of the Taylor Swift release. I did hear that. They pushed it up. Up, like, uh, to the 6th from the 13th. 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 Okay. Um First off, I'm going to just straight up say I gave this a seven because The Exorcist and anything that has to do with this is uh, sp- like scary Uber enough as creepy. it is. Yeah. Um, as somebody who grew up Catholic and went to Catholic school, it, I still have a healthy respect for <laughs> scary sh- stuff with religion. Yeah. And when you start adding those things together, like Ouija boards and different things. I just remember like my teachers and stuff in Catholic school talking about that stuff. And so I don't even think it's fun yeah. in a scary way. Um, so when I walk through it, I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. spooky, spooky. <laughs> like, say your prayers <laughs> and get through the house. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Yeah. And, and a lot of the, scene, the, like, the scenes were very very beautifully done you actually yeah. looked like you were in a house it was really well done the, there was rooms and hallways that weren't just like curtains like you normally get at halloween horror nights so they were like straight up hallways so the reason i'm not so like in love with this is first off we haven't gotten to see the movie yet right and second off i don't want more of it i don't want to like relive it over and over again because it kind of like creeps me out a little yeah. bit in more of like a a way that's a little to the power of Ooh. Christ compels you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like what you need it? holy water to go through there. Yeah, that's how <laughs> yeah. I. That's how I feel. You know, um, I I really liked it. I thought it was super gory. <laughs> it was super scary. Uh, like Danny said, the set design was amazing. The characters were cool. The little exorcist girls were like popping out of nowhere, and then this devil Satan looking guy kept popping out out of nowhere, and. Uh, it just, it was bloody, it was gross. It was definitely the most intense house, I think, as far as scares go. It was just very demonic. And, yeah. And I like my scares less, more murdery and yeah. less demonic. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Even though Chucky is a demon-possessed doll. Yeah. I like it more su- supernatural. He's, he's a good guy. I prefer it to be more supernatural than like religion i grew up with <laughs> sure you know yeah, that's how i feel about it at least but it's it's still a great house yeah. and it gives you the creeps which is it did exactly what you want it to what was your rank oh i gave it a seven seven i, I go 7.5 because i think it was it was good enough to be ranked in the top five um but it was definitely gross and scary and intense so if you're not into that kind of thing you may want to skip the exorcist believer all right so Next, we are going to talk about Stranger Things 4, uh, which if you have been listening to us for a while, you know that we brought this house into existence. Sure did. Back in January. We uh, manifested this house. Back in January. Is that Chucky? Yeah. (laughs) 
Chucky said Stranger Things is coming <laughs> to Horror Nights. Again, don't fuck with the Chuck. <laughs> you have to mark down when you said that again. Of course I do. Um, because <laughs> the people who aren't on Patreon get it bleeped. <laughs> well, I think <clears throat> I think what's funny is when you're watching the show. Also, um, <laughs> what, what what did he say the other day, the other day on the show? He was like, "Welcome back to fucking Chucky." <laughs> oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, it so was it, it was like when they're going over the um, like yeah, this is what happened on yeah, the previous yeah, episode. Yeah, so it, it was it was one of those things where like we were watching the beginning of the episode and it was giving a little, a little recap and it was like <laughs> it was. Previously on fucking Chucky. There you go. <laughs> oh my god! And, and I think that's so when we fell in love funny. with the show. We were like, "Yes, this is this is amazing." Anyway, another thing we loved is Stranger Things four. We have watched the season four twice through. Before um, Halloween Horror Nights, we actually got on Netflix and uh, paid for a month of Netflix and then canceled it after we. <laughs> We went through and watched all like 15 hours of season four again. Yes. And then we canceled it after we finished Stranger Things 4. Netflix sucks and they're so expensive. Yes, they really are. And now they don't allow password sharing. So sorry, I don't want to, I don't want to pay for you anymore. You you stink. Um, Or uh, where previously we were sharing with people, uh, who doesn't? Uh, That's why everybody's so mad as, about it. As did everyone don't, else. Don't lie. You know that you do it too. <laughs> if you're listening, you know that you do it too. Yeah, I'm staring at you. <laughs> that was the sound of staring. Yeah. All right. Sound of silence, my old friend. All right. Wait, one more sound of staring. Three, two, one. Yeah, you felt that. <laughs> Even you, listener, felt that. All right. Try to escape the curse of Vecna. You'll need your squad to resist Vecna's gruesome curse. Like Eleven, now's your chance to stop him once and for all as you take on the scary season of Stranger Things yet. Okay. I can't wait to go through this house again, which we're going to be able to this week. That is one of my top priorities. Um, but the first time we went through this house, all I did was jump up and down <laughs> and I'm not supposed to yes. be jumping up and down because I am injured Correct. and I'm not supposed to be jumping up and down, but this house was so good the entire time. Every scene I was just like, yay, yay. Oh my gosh. Yay. And I just, I, I, this, this house to me felt like, and I know, Rise of the Resistance isn't the best example because it's not like straight up based on one of the Star Wars movies. But if it actually was based on Episode 7 and a ride being that epic, going through scene by scene and reliving those scenes, scene by scene, that's what going through this house felt like. We loved Stranger Things Season 4 so much that going through every single room was just a total geek out moment for both of us. None of us were scared ever, <laughs> ever. Vecna, <coughs> Vecna did not scare me at all. However, getting to relive scenes like the trailer at the very beginning, Eddie's trailer with the Chrissy wake up. I don't like yeah, this. But then Chrissy, like wake up. you walk into the trailer and the, and the outside, the stranger things music is playing and you see like a silhouette of Chrissy getting cracked. And then you walk into the trailer and Eddie's right there. He's like, ah! 
And then on the right, Chrissy's all cracked on the ceiling. And you're like, this is off to a hell of a start. Oh, my God. And so you're going through scene after scene, and you run into the grandfather clock, and you run into Vecna, and you run into all the characters you love from season four and all these different iconic scenes. And it was so good. And the scene where Eddie and Dustin, <sighs> that yes, scene, yes, I felt like I was at a concert. The Metallica scene. I felt like the Backstreet Boys had just come out. Cause I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh. And I was like jumping up and down and like, and the costumes and the set was so perfect. Like they were on top of the, the trailer with and Dustin had his uh, trash can with the nails sticking out of it, and it was and, and he had the guitar and the bats were flying around and it was just it was so great. So, I have to say something. Go. This is the closest you can get to a perfect Halloween horror. Yeah, night, yeah. Ho- Halloween horror. Night so much house. so that I changed my score. So did I. <laughs> okay. I changed mine to a nine point nine. <laughs> Do you know why? Why? I took off a fraction of a point. <laughs> okay. Because you need to turn that music up in the haunted houses. Yes. So, yes. so my only complaint is that I couldn't hear the Stranger Things sounds like the music loud enough. Right. I want to hear Kate Bush running up that hill. I want it like, I want my eardrums to be dancing to it when you're playing it. Yeah. And then at the beginning... Where you hear like the classic like bum 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 bum, it was just like yeah, and I was like, wait, like I'm already hyped, and it's like a whisper. And here's the thing too: we went on opening night for Stranger Things. Yes, I wonder if those things have been tweaked since then. Well, I mean, because we got to go through it again. I mean, if you turn it up, then I'm giving it a perfect ten, right? Because out of all the houses I've ever been through, this is the most perfect it is chef's kiss it was everything that we have manifested because it was the only critiques that i really truly had was the audio visual like danny um you couldn't hear the music i never heard running up that hill except for that one scene where they showed the silhouettes of max rising and up you could barely it was really hear it. low and then uh eddie's music could have been so much louder like rocking through like a rock scene. Oh yeah. Like that would have been epic. And then my only other real critique was that the scene where they're in the upside down where with Eddie and Dustin and when you're in Vecna's lair, not the attic, but like that red area that he's in where he fights Eleven. Yeah. It was not very red. It seemed like it was like almost like a brown, like a dark it wasn't like bright red like it was in the show. And I feel like just simple LEDs would fix that. Um, that would really honestly be my only critique is it didn't feel like Vecna's lair. It wasn't like bright red. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I also feel like it's, I mean, to have these kind of critiques, like yeah, they did no, the, so the, these well. Are, you have to really do it perfectly for us to give you a 10. I'm going to find a little something because this was as close to a 10 as possible. And what did you give? Uh, 9.8. So I also want to say that um, every video we've watched and everybody we've talked to have also said that they had a similar reaction walking through the house. That basically the word that I keep hearing is fangirling. Yeah. That everybody who walks through this house is like just like having just 
like an epic, um, almost like happy meltdown yeah. because they've walked directly yeah. into the series. Right. And so um, you're welcome for manifesting <laughs> this house so perfectly. And I think because we did manifest it so early, we were able to uh, do it almost perfectly. So you're yeah. welcome. And I'm just kidding. Universal, y'all absolutely slayed this one. Oh, my God. Such a good house. Like, I, I cannot wait to go back and do that again. I just, mean, just because it's just such a total geek out moment for me. Yeah. And honestly, we haven't been able to go back because the wait times for that house has been like astronomical. It's been two hours or more it's, a lot of the time. It's the highest wait times for a reason. It is that good. Because we've been we've been watching um, the wait times for these houses because there have been nights. There was one night that we were going to go and it was sold out and <clears throat> we were like, well, maybe we'll wait another night. And like. I've, I've been kind of watching the app and seeing like what tends to be favorited. Yep. And Stranger Things is definitely up there. For sure. So we've got one more house we're going to cover, and that is Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins. And the reason why we save this one for last is because Dr. Oddfellow is the icon for Halloween Horror Nights 32, this year's uh, iteration of Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, your soul is a price he's willing to pay. You won't be able to resist going inside Dr. Oddfellow's menacing menagerie of twisted oddities. What a mouthful. Uh, but the price for you and your friends is steep. The cost of your souls to feed his immortal power. I want to hear what you have to say about this house first. So I didn't really know much about Dr. Oddfellow. Apparently he debuted at Halloween Horror Nights 10, which is like <laughs> 22 years ago, if I wow. do that math right. Um, he's a very like Dr. Facilier looking guy. He's got this this top hat, kind of feels like he's super voodoo. Um, but he apparently collects souls to feed his immortality. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. I think that's really cool. And we'll touch on this in a second um, in the Dr. Oddfellows scare zone. Something really cool that he does. But I absolutely loved this non-intellectual property house. I thought it was really great. The outside had projected. It looked like a circus tent on the, the tent that was outside that you go into this house. It was projected? It literally, yeah, it was red and, and yellow projected oh, circus house. Oh, I didn't realize it was projected. Mm -mm. Wow. Yeah. It, so that's touch number one. That was really cool. And then going through the house, everybody was saying like, oh, if you don't like clowns, don't don't go in this house. But there really wasn't a lot of clowns in there. It was a lot of odd things and a lot of jump scares like fantastic jump scares a lot of really cool colors and visuals and characters and i absolutely love this house i think if darkest deal didn't literally scare my pants off this would have been my absolute number one non-ip house this year um and it still might be when i go back because darkest deal i'm gonna know that that scare is coming so it might change my score uh, but Dr. Oddfellow was awesome. Awesome. So I gave it an 8.5. <clears throat> so I don't know if we've ever really <clears throat> talked about this. We probably have at some point. We've talked about um, American Horror Story. I love American Horror Story. Some of it's good. Um, I love that they use, or for a long time, they use the same actors every season who play different characters. That is cool. I like that. I love how creative that is because you get to see different sides and then you never know who each actor is playing anyway um 
not every you're right not every season is going to be perfect and some people have different favorites the witch ones were weird yeah um coven you're talking about yeah but um there's a new season i'm excited to watch but one of my very favorite seasons is called freak show and two of the penguins i used to work with were named after characters from freak show what'd you call me I called you Honey Bun. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I know that's Simba. I thought I heard Freak Show. And that's Simba. <laughs> oh, Simba's Freak Show? No, he, he, he's Honey Bun. Oh, he's Honey Bun. So I'm Freak Show and he's Honey Bun. Yeah, my Freak Show. I love you. I love you too. You can call me Freak Show. No. Okay, fine. Anyway. I'm nice. Um, well, anyway, two of the penguins that I worked with, Meep and Pepper, were both named after characters from that season. Meep. Uh, Meep. And uh, that's a great show. And this haunted house very much gave the vibes of Freak Show. So I would be curious if the person who kind of came up with this, like, house's idea was also a fan of American Horror Story and also that season. Um, Because it, I definitely felt like I walked into that season. But instead of the Freak Show uh, uh, American Horror Story characters, that I had Dr. Oddfellow. So I gave this a 9.2. I thought that the way this house was done, um, at the very beginning, you walk through and there's nothing. Like, yeah, yeah. It's almost like an extension of the line. You're just waiting for something to happen while you're going through that. And though. my first thought was, this, is, this sucks. There's no scare actors. Like, what is wrong with this house? And I definitely was like, I feel like it was an extension of the line because as soon as you get past that, there are so many cool scenes, nonstop scare actors. There's this really cool scene where they have a lion puppet that when you look at it, you're like, whoa, that's so cool. And they set you up for a really big scare. Um, And so I just... That was one of my biggest scares of the night when we went. Yeah. And Dr. Oddfellow, every time we saw him, the way that he was cast was very flawless. Like, they all, like, everything flowed so beautifully. So I thought this is my second favorite house. Um, I'm excited to go through it again. I'm also curious if there will be any scare actors at the beginning. If there was just, like, maybe, like, a switch Maybe they were going through like a switch at that moment because at the very beginning there were no scare actors. Well, I think that's the coolest part about that. And I know you said that it was kind of weird, but the whole time I was walking through that beginning part, I was waiting for something to pop out at me and the anticipation was growing and nothing ever did until we got to the part where more characters were, but which became awesome. But that beginning part was like building the, the, huh. the intensity for me. I like the way that you thought about that because for me, I was mm-hmm. like, "You're wasting my time in this house <laughs> without having anything yeah. to look at." Yeah. Um, but I was like, maybe I'm just hungry for scares. I'm like, uh, "Excuse me, are you going to scare me?" <laughs> I feel like every time I'm in a haunted house, the longer I go in between scares, the more nervous I get. Yeah, that's true. I feel like sometimes when you're just constantly like scared, right? It's you don't have time to like react, right? But, well, those are going to be all of our, uh, all of our houses. Um, and in case you were keeping track, or we're not keeping track, <coughs> Stranger Things was above and beyond our favorite house. Correct. With a 9.8 and a 9.9. Um, and then, your, what was your second favorite house? Uh, 
my second favorite house was The Darkest Deal, and that was a 9.0 for me. And then mine was Dr. Oddfellows Twisted Origins with a 9.2. And then did you have a third? Dr. Oddfellows was my third at 8.5. And then my third favorite was uh, Chucky Ultimate Kill Count. 8.5. 8.5. Okay. Which the only reason that it wasn't higher up is because those other top two houses for me were just... They were spectacular. They were spectacular. Exactly. All right. So let's move on. Let's to touch on the scare zones. You know, Sort of quickly. We are, we are pretty far into this episode already, but let's touch on all the scare zones here. Let's, um, let's first go right when you walk into Halloween Horror Nights, you get that iconic sign that says Halloween Horror Nights. Um, right in the front there. And that scare zone is Dr. Oddfellow's collection of horror. Uh, Dr. Oddfellow will lure you into Halloween Horror Nights with the promise of immortality. As he lifts the veil on all the horrors to come, you'll soon realize you may not even survive the night. So I gave this a 4.0 because every time we walked through it, which was multiple times, there were like very few scare actors. I we saw Dr. Oddfellow very briefly. We saw him once on the stage and I just feel like if you're going to have the icon of the of Halloween Horror Nights and have the scare zone <laughs> named after him and have it right in the front, like it's been way better in past years sure. and if we've walked through multiple times, there should have been at least one time where we saw more than two scare actors. And I do understand it's a very busy area, so having more and more scare actors probably isn't the best idea just because there's so many people that congregate in that area for photos and all that. But you should see more but than... But there should be more. You should see more than two. Correct. On average. Correct. Like, and... <clears throat> and the little stage that Dr. Oddfellow had set up over by where Hello Kitty is, right on the corner there... Um, it was it was cool to see him doing his thing, and he roasts the audience over their um, the one astrological signs. <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of cool. Um, I've been talking about how he's immortal, and everybody wishes they could be immortal like him, and it's it it's really neat to see him out there and and doing his thing. But that scare zone is kind of underwhelming. Honestly, it doesn't even feel like a scare zone. It just feels like the entrance to Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. So um, I sort of agree with Danny. I went a little bit higher, but I'm going to five. So I think this would be could be a top scare zone if you just put scare actors in it and make them more available um, and not make it feel like exactly like Bill said, walking through an entrance. Mm-hmm. All right. Next is going to be Dark Zodiac Hollywood. So this is in Hollywood. Dr. Oddfellow has entered a dark dimension to harness the power of the Zodiac and live forever. He twists the signs into malevolent (laughs) malevolent (laughs) beings who foretell your doom. As his star rises, yours fall. Uh, I'm just going to tell you, this was my lowest rated house, 3.5. Wow. Not cohesive. I felt like the costumes were all over the place. It feels like somebody who's obsessed with astrology uh, really wanted to run with this, thinking that everybody would be extremely well versed in astrology. Um, and I don't think there's really anything that. Well, Dr. Oddfellow is very astrology based. So I can understand why they would want to do that. But I, I totally agree with you there, where this scare zone just kind of felt like a random collection of things. As I was saying, it didn't land at all. Yeah. It, you walk through. If you don't go and do your research and read on the app where it came from, it just feels like somebody is obsessed with astrology, made up some random ass costumes. Excuse me, I didn't mean to curse. 
I just didn't like. You said ass. You, you're talking about a donkey. Random booty costumes. Yeah. And um, I just fail. My my biggest critique here is that, and I get it, Halloween Horror Nights, and you have to have a scare zone that has chainsaws, but the, in this dark dimension, the Zodiac and all this, these random characters and these creepy looking things, like there's a great couple of characters in there, but having these dudes run around with chainsaws in throughout this whole scare zone completely ruined it for me. Um the sound overtakes everything. So loud. You don't hear any sort of like noises or music or anything like that. All you hear is the and it's like, no, that just doesn't do it for me. And I know chainsaws are scary, but they don't belong in this part. No. Again, this scare zone was not cohesive at all. Costumes just made no sense. And I also didn't get scared at all. I had zero scares. I was more confused about what is that? What are you supposed to be? Are you supposed to be scary? I gave it a 3.5. Bill gave it a 6.5. Just didn't land. It's it's, it's too a- bad because that Hollywood area is such a great area for a scare zone. And it was honestly the best scare zone last year. A hundred percent. It's just, it's okay. Not, you know, they not tried. Hit them all out of the park. I just, all, I really stand by my statement that i think somebody who was obsessed obsessed with astrology yeah pushed this scare zone and it just didn't land agreed all right next jungle of doom expedition horror in central park in the 1920s dr oddfellow ventured deep into the darkest jungle performing horrific experiments on nature now his monstrous creatures are running amok and are coming after you um I gave this a four. This is always the worst scare zone because of the size. It's so small. I say worst because it's very like close together and a very short area. So uh, when I first started going to Halloween Horror Nights, when we first started going, people always said this was the worst one. And I think it stands true. Uh, There's just not a lot you can do with that. And so not really. uh, I just feel like. It kind of looks the same every year. I don't know how you feel about that. Just, I feel- it just feels like a like a overgrown jungle area that spooky things pop out of holes, and it's it, it can be scary because it's really foggy in there, and you have you can't really see much when you're going through there. So there's definitely times where things pop out at you, but none of the characters were particularly scary. Um, so I didn't love the scares on area either. So I gave it a six. All right, so a four and a six for that one. Um, next uh, is Vamp 69. Yes, so I really wanted to touch on this one because I love music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, classic rock, you know, Beatles era. You sound like a radio DJ. <laughs> yeah, classic rock, Park Hoppers, 93.7. <laughs> um, yeah, so this Scare Zone... The best way to describe it, I'll read the description for you. It's at a 60s music fest in a small New York town. You'll jam to popular bands with fellow concert goers until Dr. Oddfellow unleashes vicious vampires on all on the audience. They're out for your blood. Now, one thing to note, and you're going to hear Dr. Oddfellow in all of these, is that they actually tied Dr. Oddfellow into all of the scare zones, which is a really cool touch for this year that I don't remember them doing in the years that we've gone, tying the icon into all of the scare zones. Right. So 
the best way I can describe what Vamp 69 is, is if you went to the original Woodstock, not that nonsense that happened a couple years ago, <laughs> the original Woodstock from 1960, whatever it was, and then just had vampires running around killing people and turning them into like more vampires, essentially. Yeah. That's exactly what this was. This was in the New York section, so all along in front of the mummy, right over by Jimmy Fallon, and then literally all the way down past where the pretzel place is and almost down into San Francisco. It was a huge scare zone. Right. And I love the music. It was like Beatles. It was the monkeys, like all different kinds of 60s music. Um, A bunch of hippies running around, a bunch of buses with peace signs on them, like exactly what you expect from Woodstock. But their people were all bloody and they were being chased by vampires and they had like frying pans. They were trying to protect themselves. And it was such a great scare zone. Um, So this one is by far my favorite. And I gave it an 8.5. I gave this one a nine because this is what I expect from scare zones. Universal knocked this out of the park um, because we've seen so many really cool scare zones. I know what some of these are the capabilities of scare zones and this one i feel like is spot on with what you have grown to expect from universal for halloween horror nights uh all of the characters and the team members the scare the scare actors there you go in the scare zone were so committed and every interaction was so much fun like you'd have uh like a hippie come up to you and you'd be like hey man this is gonna be this is really bad they're hurting us real bad man and talk about their feelings and how they're not going to make it to the next show and like the interactions were so much fun and like i loved that mix of like real life and horror and i just think that they did such a fantastic job and all of the scare actors i wish we could give them all a fist bump the uo fist bump because especially the guy who danced the whole time <laughs> well it's funny because like there there were multiple platforms where people were just dancing the entire time which feels like very much like woodstock could have been where like there's yeah, they're just ingested something that was making them hallucinate and they're feeling good and they're just dancing and don't have a care in the world yeah hey man peace and love yeah exactly and so yes um i i think that uh I think it was well deserved of the eight point five that Bill gave and the nine point zero that I gave. Yeah, it was it was such a great scare zone. It's such a fun scare zone to walk through, and I know, uh, in uh, contrary to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, go go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers, and go check out our scare zone video. We did like a best of scare zone. We walked through all five scare zones, and check out what we're talking about here in the vamp 69 scare zone because it is so much fun we got so many great moments from the characters and the um the, the folks attending the the music festival and it's 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 such a vibe you gotta go check it out youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers yeah all right and lastly shipyard 32 horrors unhinged san francisco enter a 1940 san francisco shipping yard full of mysterious crates and cages bearing dr oddfellow's symbol beware his nightmarish oddities have now escaped, spreading fear and chaos in their wake. 
Um, I gave this one a 7.5. This is a very small scare zone in my opinion, but there are some awesome, awesome little scenes. Um, and there are awesome like little scares. There's also my favorite character this year from a scare zone, which is this bat. Yeah, she's like a big bat lady. But she's on stilts this year. Yeah, yeah. And last year she was just walking around um, in the our favorite scare well, zone. Well, it was a similar, similar character. But I mean, a bat. Yeah. You know, she was in the our big favorite wings. scare zone. Yeah. And every interaction I had with her, I love watching her. I I think it was a like she's doesn't she look like a female bat? I think the way that she's dressed. <coughs> um, but regardless, she is such a cool character and. That tiny scare zone, um, they just made a lot of, they took all of the opportunities in that space to utilize it to its max. Um, I just wish it was a little bit bigger. Like, I wish they stretched it out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, it went from the end of Vamp 69 all the way down to uh, England, where Harry Potter stuff starts. Right. So, um, and then I gave it a little bit of a lower score because there were a couple times that I walked through and there weren't as many characters. And for such a small scare zone, you only have so many opportunities to see characters. Right. So uh, I would like to experience that more. And I get sometimes people are switching out. Yeah. It's long nights for those scare actors. So, um, but yeah, I gave it a 7.5. Yeah, I gave it a solid 7. Um, I agree with almost everything Danny said. I wish it was a little bit bigger because it was really cool. There's lots of caged characters, lots of uh, like dark caged characters. So like you were, you'd walk up next to the cage not realizing anything's in there and then all of a sudden it would like bang the cage and like rattle it and lights would flash and make noises. And then there was um, another one that was a really great scare. Um, it was almost looked like a crate and then this thing like busts through the crate and then goes back in and the crate like returns to its original right um form so that was really cool there was also like the tooth fairy that yeah. came out of a box <clears throat> yep and so there were just a lot of cool opportunities so uh but still the vamp 69 was still overall both of our favorite scare zones correct all right so the last thing we're going to talk about is the um, only entertainment available. Currently, there's no water show. I forget what it's called. Um, the hurricane last year, I think there was some um, damage to some of that stuff. So We're hoping it comes back soon. Yeah, but that's why we're not talking about it, because currently it's not offered. So And hurricanes are mean. So that's just kind of what happened. But what we are going to talk about is Nightmare Fuel. Revenge Dream. The show that sparked your darkest dreams has reignited. Let your nightmares burn out of control as the pyro and aerial performers fire you up to the beat of metal and electronics. Love it. <laughs> This show is just something to be experienced. It It's the third iteration of Nightmare Fuel. When it debuted two years ago, everybody was like, what is this? <laughs> it was because for, for a long time, it was like a pop culture comedy show with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And then all of a sudden, it was like this leather chain dominatrix sex fire sleep 
Pacho. And it was like, what is happening? It was full of gyrations. <laughs> Literally. And people like leather and chains and fire and just like it was just a sexy amped up show it's, and it's great <clears throat> it's so much fun to watch live because everyone just has such a great time watching it and all the moments everybody just pops for okay so it, it, can i talk about something real quick sure yeah so you're probably gonna talk about the same thing yes. i was about to so we went with our friends from alley rocks 405 shout so go, out to alley rocks so go uh go find them on facebook we're gonna go back to them in a second but we were sitting with them and there's this magic trick at the very beginning and for the life of us we can't figure out no idea how they are doing this magic trick and and, and we sat in a vantage point all the way to the right inside that stadium where you would literally be able to see it if you were going to see it yeah and I have no freaking clue <laughs> how they do it. And I, it's so funny because the people we were sitting with, like right after that magic trick happened, like the person sitting next to us just goes, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Super Danny loud. swearing. What? I didn't say it in the show. I mean, I guess I said it on the show. though. <laughs> but the thing is, that's the initial reaction for some of these tricks. Like, they're such mind benders that when you see it in person, you're like, how? Yeah. Um, now, I just want to say I gave this show um, an 8.5. There's a scene in this that I said feels like the inside of my head. Um, it's just there's a lot going on, and that's what it feels like in the inside of my head all the time. But one of the things that uh, bothers me this year, and I'm just going to talk about this sure is at the beginning of the show it says do not record no oh, recording yeah. yep we have followed that to a t we have no tiktok content for it we have no instagram content for it we have no youtube content for it but guess what it's all over social media because they are allowing people to record so because we are a brand and we are following the rules so that we don't get in trouble we like universal we love universal we don't want we want to be able to work with them as media in, in the future we are following the rules to a t so i just wish that they would make up their minds enforce <laughs> that a little bit yeah because it's really frustrating to see that and be like we love this show we'd love to show people this show right and if you don't want people to record maybe you should make sure people don't record and so that's really frustrating. Um, I gave the show an 8.5. I think the previous years have been a little bit better Okay. Um, in terms of some of the tricks. Yeah, the aerial stuff I think was better in past years for sure. And some of the, um, like there were just some other, I wish there was more magic tricks. Yeah, lots of magic and fire tricks that have definitely been a little bit more notable in past years. I also think that there are a couple scenes where there are very large bangs yes and i don't think that's necessary and i think that needs to be taken out for the sake of people who are sensitive to that stuff that's not me but um people who you know may have different either ptsd or sensitive to like 
something that basically sounds like a bomb. There, there is a there is a warning at the beginning of the show about strobes and and fire and noises and stuff like that, but. It was really loud. It sounded like an actual bomb. But there were like two parts that I think they could probably take out and still have the same. Not change the show at all. Not to change the show at all. Yeah. I just think that there's there's a big difference between being loud and being like sounding like we're having an emergency. Yeah, we're under attack. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's the only reason I gave it an 8.5. Um I love this show. I'm excited to see what they come up with every year, and I can't wait to say it again this year. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Um, I did really like the introduction of the Nightmare Queen. I thought that was really cool. At the very end, there's a character debut that wasn't in past shows with a really cool outfit and like dance sequences and things like that. So I really, really loved that. I'm going to up my score, though, that I wrote down. I wrote down a 7.5, but I think I'm going to up it to agree with you as an 8.5. Um, I really do enjoy going to this show. I love being in that crowd and everybody's so hyped about everything. <laughs> and shocked. <laughs> it's so much fun. So uh, yeah, Nightmare Fuel Revenge Dream gets an 8.5 for me. And I just have to say before we move on from this, the talent in this show oh my God. is incredible. And these, the people in this show give their all to it on that stage at every single show the dancing and the choreography and the aerial arts and everything is just incredible they're like, so great i just i i can't commend the amount of talent and the amount of just putting your heart yeah. and soul on that stage that they do in this show um and i know that all of the scare actors do um but i just want to give a shout out to them because <laughs> they exude a lot of energy during that there, show. There's performers, and then there's performers. And these people are performers. Yeah, and we're talking about in a stage capacity. because yeah. obviously, no, like, they're professional performers. Because obviously, like, a, a haunted house and, a, and performing on a stage is very different. But, yeah. So, can't recommend it enough. I will say, though, if you're going with kids... Um, <laughs> you may want to skip that one. <clears throat> you may want to... Unless you've had the talk. <laughs> not from us, not from us, but there are videos on YouTube. I w- might take a peek at that. Um, yeah, I, I'm not encouraging to watch videos that are <laughs> aren't supposed to be taken, but I would like to encourage if you have smaller children or younger kids that you may want to take a look at that and decide if that's something that you are comfortable sharing with Correct. them. Correct, because you don't want to get up and leave in the middle of the show. <laughs> that's just no, nobody no, does. You don't want to do that, but. All right, so we've gone over all of our Halloween Horror Nights. Um, What do you think about this event as a whole? I think it's great. Um, It's one of my favorite Halloween Horror Nights that I've attended. There's a lot of great houses. There's some not-so-great scare zones and not-so-great houses, but that's going to happen every year. Um, I really do enjoy this event very much. I want to go more. We have those frequent, frequent fear passes. Um, that allows us to go three times a week for the entirety of the event. So I definitely want to try to take more advantage of that and try to hit some of these houses again and see if my scores maybe adjust. And as always, we're going to give like a rundown at the end of the season. (coughs) One thing that we're going to be doing that we haven't done in previous years is we're actually going to be live streaming from the event um, just briefly here and there because obviously we want to enjoy the event. Um, and the thing is, we can't live stream in houses. So that kind of minimizes what we can do. Um, the other day, we went and live streamed through we Scare Zone. Yeah, we beta tested. We actually had a couple hundred people who yeah. were very excited about walking around with us. And 
when we ended, we had a couple hundred people, but we were meeting up with people already and didn't realize that it was going to blow up like that. Right. Well, our friends who we were meeting up with were Alley Rocks. So if you don't follow them on socials already, go follow them. Alley Rocks 405 on literally everything. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook group. Go join the group. It is a wonderful place uh, with people who spread art around the world to bring awareness to drunk driving. Yes. and um, Or against drunk driving. Yes. And to keep Ali's spirit alive. And so we have something very special that you on Patreon are seeing first. And if you know who Little Boo is, he's a character at Halloween Horror Nights that has kind of come to be out of just a love of just a little pumpkin that was carved out. Well, we have what we're calling Ali Boos. (laughs) And uh, it's Little Boo, but they're Little Ali Boos. That's the first time I've heard that name, by the way. (laughs) Danette commented on Danette Ali's mom said on one of our posts she was like I love Ali booze and I was like I love that I love it so the wonderful team at Ali Rocks um, they are printing us 3D printed little booze and we have some of these and you know if it goes well we may get sent more Um, but we're going to be live streaming and if you can come and find us uh, we're going to have a couple things that we ask for you to do. Make sure that you're following Ali Rocks on Facebook, continue growing. Um, but if you come find us while we're live streaming. One of these little Ali boos can go home with you. Yeah. So um, this is actually a, um, the only way you can get this. Yes. Is by coming and finding us. That's it. And supporting Ali Rocks. We're the only ones who have them. So, yeah. um, <laughs> Our live stream with the giving away the little booze, it's going to be a beta test also. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, as you know, we partner with Ali Rocks, who is a nonprofit. We support them in any way that we can. So we wanted to find a fun way for you guys to get involved. And um, if people are excited about this, maybe we can even try to see if we can give one away, um, you know, to our listeners who can't yeah. be at Halloween Horror Nights. Correct. But that's not confirmed with... Sh- we're going to first off be bringing these guys to find their homes at Halloween Horror Nights. Yes, and we will let you know ahead of time when we're going to be streaming so you will have ample notice to get your butt down to Halloween Horror Nights to find us while we're live streaming. And we have more than three, by to, the way. Yeah, no, we've got like 20. <laughs> um, to get your hands on so one of these little alley boos. Like they come in all different colors. And again, this is an Alley Rocks exclusive. The only way you can get this, 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 um, what is it? The file to print it is not a public file. It's nope. only with Alley Rocks. <laughs> so come support Alley Rocks and get Alley Booze and have a good time supporting this wonderful nonprofit and yes. keep Alley Spirit alive. Now, uh, again, Alley Rocks 405, go find them. And on that note, I think we are done talking about Halloween Horror done. Nights for now. We are done. My voice is done, by the way. That's okay. It's 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 dying. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. But yeah, um, we are we are going to wrap up this episode here. We're uh, we're going a little over time here, but that's okay. We had a lot to cover. We had ten houses. We had five scare zones and the leather sex fire show to cover. And so we covered all 16 items. We did it. We even made a rundown. Look at that. And then I had to mark down all the times that I swore. (laughs) And then Danny swore. 
um, out of Which nowhere. Out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, so you Patreons get to hear her say the F word for the first time on our show. Um, really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I guess, I guess I think you've bleeped <clears throat> it out in the I past. I always bleep it out, yeah. Um, yeah. We got to keep that, uh, that non-explicit rating on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yeah. You know? So um, that's going to wrap it up for us. We really enjoyed going over all these things here. We're so glad to be back bringing episodes to you guys after our uh, uh, cruise and sickness and sickness and visitors and all that fun stuff we had going on in the last 30 days. But uh, we're going to get out of here. I do want to let you guys know that um, even though at the top of the show we talked about YouTube and our frustration, every like, comment, share, (coughs) watch that you do, even on YouTube, even though we're going through this, helps to support us. And um, like I said, we're we're going to be looking at everything and making sure that we're going to be bringing more uh, consistent content, especially when it comes to our, um, our show. And we just have so many things and so many businesses that we're going to be working with. We're so excited to share all of that with you. But again, it still goes a very long way when you go and watch a YouTube video, even if right now we're kind of battling YouTube. And if you don't already... Search for a couple of park hoppers on your TV on YouTube or go to youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Go ahead and subscribe to that channel and then go through and watch some of our videos. Check out what we got going on and uh, hit the like button, the thumbs up button on those videos. It really does help grow the channel. And maybe, just maybe, if YouTube sees all this activity on our videos, they're going to be like, these people are legit. (laughs) We're going to give them their channel back Well, because we're not buttholes anymore. Well, on top of that, if you know this does take a little bit longer we'll still get to continue growing as we're going through that and that'll be a bigger help than you guys know because we're in it for the long term with you guys and we love you guys for supporting us but uh we're gonna go ahead and let you guys go we're excited to return back to halloween horror nights uh hopefully this week we're excited to keep watching chucky the show and overall um we're just excited for everything that's to come. Yes. We hope you guys are staying healthy, staying hydrated. The weather's starting to cool down. And until next time. We will see you guys around the parks. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the five. Thanks for listening to a couple of Park Hoppers podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Park Hoppers Show. Visit youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our channel for theme park videos, live streams, and more. And don't miss out on your chance to play your part in the magic by visiting patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Until next time, we'll we'll see see you around around the parks. parks.